Hey, Amarillo, this is Jason Boyette, and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. New sponsor today. The presenting sponsor of this episode is the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. The AEDC is a champion of business for the high plains of Texas. For more information, visit AmarilloEDC.com or AmarilloHelpsYouWin.com. Today's guest is Susie McKee. Susie is the founder of Live Well Fit, which is a women's fitness and wellness studio. I've had the occasion to interview Susie a few times for Amarillo Magazine, and I'm always struck by her passion, not just for exercise, but for all the other elements of a person's life that enables them to be healthy, from your nutrition, to how much you sleep, to even emotional stuff. And that approach has really set Get Well Fit apart for Amarillo women. When, when Susie talks about dozens of women getting together to do their first triathlon, or 85-year-old women lifting weights because they don't want to become little old ladies, I just, I, I get inspired. And I know this is audio, so it might not be clear, but I'm not even a little old lady, okay? I'm not in Susie's demographic. But anyway, you're going to want to listen to this episode while doing something active. Go take a walk, hit the gym, and here we go. Susie McKee, welcome to Hey Amarillo. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored. Good. I, I appreciate you being here. I, I definitely want to talk about the stuff that you do, the, the different um, fitness areas you're involved in, the, the ways that you're helping women transform their lives. But one of the first things I'd, I'd like to do is just kind of hear your story about how you ended up here in Amarillo. So what originally brought you here? Um, my husband brought me here. Um, I lived in Lubbock for 23 years, actually grew up in Georgia, went to college at SMU, and then had been in Texas ever since. And then I lived in Lubbock for 23 years, was married before and had two children. And then I got divorced and my husband and I met and he lived in Amarillo. I lived in Lubbock. So we dated for five years. And then when my daughter graduated high school, he asked me to marry him. And I had great friends and great job and loved Lubbock and knew no one. And so that was in 2010. And I said yes, and I moved here and thought, oh my goodness, what have I done? But it's been wonderful, and it's been worth the ride. So I've been yeah. here since 2010. Why did you decide to move here instead of making him move to Lubbock? <laughs> Good question, because his family's all here. His mom and dad had lived here. They both have since passed, but uh, his family's all from here. And he also has his own business. He's self-employed here as well. So. Okay, so you, you sort of started over then in 2010. Completely over. What yes. was that like? From scratch. Um, you know, it was very humbling because I lived in Lubbock and had a full following of people and group of friends that I'd been with for 23 years. I had ran several clubs and kind of had my own thing there. And when I left there, I was losing my friends. It was leaving a, had a great job with great income. So it was super humbling. I would, I would walk into a different facility here and ask them to teach class and you know, they were paying 10 bucks an hour and I was just in, they wouldn't give me any classes because their schedule was full. And I was like, what am I going to do? So it was, it was super humbling. So I had to really think about what do I want to do? And then that's kind of how I started creating my business. Okay. Tell me, tell me about your career when you moved here. What were the kinds of things that, that you were teaching in Lubbock? And then how did you try to transfer that to Amarillo? Well, you know, I come from a dance background. That's what my scholarship was at, at SMU, was a dance scholarship. And I'd injured myself at SMU and got really involved in physical therapy. So I taught aerobics back then at a, at a club there. So I really kind of came in from a dance background thinking that fitness would kind of keep me strong. So I kind of grew it from there. Coming from Lubbock, 
I thought that I was going to be able to come in, teach classes, probably manage a club here, just kind of was going to figure out the market, um, see if any new clubs were coming here and jumping on that. So I did go and, you know, every club in town, I went around and just put my resume in for teaching classes. And, you know, I got one class at Town Club and one class at Zach's and one class at Gold's. And, and so I was like, what else is there? And um, the management positions were all full, so I realized that wasn't going to happen. So but I just you had a lot of different certifications. In oh yes, different oh, yes. types. Okay, of as far as my background, classes. Oh yeah, yeah. It, there's nothing fitness wise that I can't teach. I've got 28 certifications, I think. So any class like a body pump, body step, uh, spinning, any kind of cycling, kickboxing, Pilates. I'm also a master trainer for a company called Fit Tour, so I can certify teachers. So. Um, yeah, I've gotten a new certification. I try to get a new one every year. I've been doing it for 32 years, so I've got 29. So I'm a little bit behind the eight ball. <laughs> so yeah, you're really slacking on those with only 29 certifications. Um, so Amarillo has a pretty robust fitness community. At, at least it seems like there's a lot of gyms. There's, there's always something opening, but you, after you moved here, you didn't really find a, a good fit. Is that accurate? Um, you know, yeah, I, I taught some classes and things like that, but I kept finding that women were gravitating towards me. I actually, the way I got into some of the clubs was I created my own classes on the off times and just said, hey, don't pay me. I'm going to start a class at 1030. I don't have a 1030 class. And, you know, the managers were like, well, sure, if you're going to teach it for free, then do it. And I wound up having a lot of ladies start to come two at a time, three at a time. I just did a little bit of networking and I wound up having full classes that they didn't even have on the schedule. And that's when I realized there was a huge need for what I was doing because I would stay and visit with about, because I wanted to get to know people. So I was trying to find out about their lives and, and that just kind of snowballed into having more and more classes and, and you know, that that's kind of the very beginnings of my business. Okay. So, so at, at what point did you think, okay, I need to take a step beyond leading some classes? Because there are a, a lot of instructors in Amarillo, a lot right. of people lead classes, but very few say, okay, I'm just going to go and, and start my own thing. I think that I was blessed to have the background that I did where I taught so many classes and I saw that there were so many classes that I could teach that weren't on their schedule. And that's how I created that demand was I was teaching a really a cardio fusion Pilates class that no one had. Um, I taught a class with drumsticks, which they're just now about to bring to camera, you know, here. Um, I did a lot of interval training, a lot of dance based classes, and I also created my own classes. So I kind of combined all my dance background with Pilates and a little bit of hip hop and a little bit of whatever and just winged it. And I created a lot of different classes that people couldn't replicate. So I was it. So they came to me to get that and they seemed to like it. And so that's kind of how it all started was they realized all these people are going to this girl's class. And so can you sub for her? No, because she makes it. I make everything up on the fly pretty much. Yeah. And so when at one point did you did you take it to your own location? Like, did you, you know, open um, in your own gym? I did fit camps, which I call a fit camp. I, I advertise, I want to do a four week session with women that, uh, it involves nutrition, total wellness. I was going to go with their sleep, their nutrition and just visit with them. And I was going to have, make it about 15 ladies and 30 wound up signing up. And I charged a lot of money for that. And that was at town club and that went really well. Management decided that I wasn't a good fit. And I think that was because there were too many people coming, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So that was sad. So I went and told all the ladies, this is my last class. And I literally was super upset. I didn't know what I was going to do. And they all came back and they brought me money and they said, we want you to stay. We want you to go somewhere else. And they brought me about $1,500 and said, go buy steps, go buy whatever it takes, wherever you go, we're going to go. So I found a little tiny hole at 
well, it was court time. It's Nick's Fight Club now, but it was right. court time. And I drove over there and I said, hey, would you guys rent me space, your big gym when you're not using it? And they said, sure. And I worked out a great deal with them. So I just took all the money they gave me, bought the equipment, and that's where we started meeting and it just snowballed from there. So I want to talk about why, because I've, I mean, I've been to some yoga classes and you have a different instructor from time to time. You know, my wife has done some classes at various places but we've never had a teacher say, okay, I'm not going to be here next week. And we've thought, let's, let's give her some money and let's do our own thing. So right. what was the, what was the draw? What was the thing that helped you connect so well with these women in your classes? Now, I really think that I listened to them. I wanted to know all about them. You know, I didn't have any other friends here. I mean, I had my husband, bless his heart. So that was going to become my social life as well. And that's kind of how it started. And they, you know, it's just like I have a daughter who just graduated high school and had gone to college. So I was an empty nester. I was going through every life stress, you know, stress that there was. So I was probably just as needing that as they were at that time. Um, and then after we would meet after class, we'd go have coffee and it just became more of a community. And it started off really small and they would invite their friends and I'd have to create another, you know, time for their friends to come. And, you know, I had this one group of stay-at-home home moms who had a bunch of kids. I had a bunch of ladies who were in their 40s, and then I had ladies that were my age in their 50s, and I can relate to everything they're going through. And I would just take a step back, and it really almost wasn't even fitness. It was more wellness than it was anything. And shoot, I got to do anything I wanted to do and got paid to work out all day long. I mean, what's better than that, you know? So, so. Talk, talk to me about, about where you are today. Tell me about Live Well Fit and sort of the community that you've built. Because what I've heard... I've, I've never worked out with you or done any of your classes, but when I've heard from people who have, they are more passionate about that than like anything I've heard them talk about huh. related to their lives. And so you're, you're doing something that I think is, is transforming in a way. It's not just the community. It's not just an exercise class, but it's a combination of those things. So tell me, tell me what you're doing and, and why that's continuing to grow. Um, when I was at court time, my whole dream, and I had a, uh, I put a thing in on Facebook, I think, that said, I really have a dream of having a women's center um, because I saw the need that women needed for emotional fitness. I mean, people, women were coming to me with so much stuff inside that I wasn't equipped to handle. And I was trying my best to because I wanted to keep them coming. But my strength is fitness and wellness. So I realized that women needed emotional health. They needed nutrition. They didn't even know how to shop. They didn't know how to read a food label. There was so much I had to teach them. You know, I could have them come exercise all day long, but if they were still driving and going to McDonald's afterwards, I couldn't change them. If they were going home to a huge, you know, fight with their husband, you know, that was going on in their brain. And they were, you know, I'm just saying there was just so much emotional stuff going on. So I wanted to go back and have a total women's center. And my plan was to put a bid on that building. And I had a massage therapist, an acupuncturist. I had a lady who wanted to put a restaurant in there. I had, um, oh man, just so many cool people that I had met that I was going to, that was going to be a part of that whole thing. And I really worked hard. Um, I had three days to come up with the money. I came up with the money. I put a bid on the building and I didn't get it. Wow. And so when that didn't happen, I really went into a major kind of depression and thought, I'm not going to do this anymore. And when I thought that, I had all my ladies came around the building, they held hands, they prayed, and they said, if this building is not meant to be ours, give us a place to be. And I mean, how, I mean, who, who deserves that? Not me. I, I didn't deserve that. You know, I'm just like, gosh, you, you women are amazing. So I literally had a hundred women holding hands around that building. Um, 
and we didn't get the bid and I was devastated, but I just said, you know what, I'm just going to drive around, see if I can find a hole in the wall to regut, found a place right down the street and I just decided I'm going to go 10 times smaller and just do what I do and do it well and see what comes from it. So that's where I'm at now. I'm in a little space right next to Miss Piggy's Bakery. My office <laughs> smells like sugar cookies every morning. It's wonderful. So I just totally gutted that and everybody came over and, and you know, it's been, it's been great so far. So I, I still have that dream. I really do. I try to pull from that. But I'll back up and say that I was doing something called a 60-day challenge when I was over there at that facility. And I've done one since I've been at this new location. And what I was doing in that was for 60 days, I was theirs, basically, for those people that signed up. I took 30 women. I weighed and measured them. Um, I had them fill out a long questionnaire about but their emotional background, what they were eating. They had to keep a food log. I took them to the grocery store twice, did two tours with them. I taught them how to read food labels. I had a lady who was a counselor that came in and spoke and also was available for extra counseling because I figured I was not equipped for that. We, t we addressed total wellness. And those ladies bonded. We would have meetings and they would share their guts. It was like a huge counseling session. I was amazed at what all they would be vulnerable and share. And I was vulnerable and shared a lot of stuff about my past. I, I had uh, an eating disorder a little bit when I was in college being a dancer. And I would share that with them and let them know, you know, I, I struggle too. I, I'm coming from a divorced, you know, that I didn't ever think I'd be divorced. And we would share such emotional things like that, that it really wasn't even fitness oriented. You know, It's more of a support group. Oh gosh, it was amazing. So, but I would also leave there and I would just be so emotionally drained that I would cry and I would just own all that. And I had to figure out how to dissect the two. So, but those 60 day challenges, I've done six of them and I get more response from those people, not necessarily losing weight. A lot of them did lose weight in inches, but I started tapering off when I advertise it, if you will, to say, this is not a weight loss program. This is a, this is the place to figure out where all your yucks coming from or your goods coming from and to get rid of your negative self-talk and to bond with other women who feel the same way. And let's, let's do this. Let's get on this journey. Let's change your life. And let's figure it out. Here are the tools. I'm going to give you the tools. I'm not going to want you to lose 20 pounds in 60 days. What I want you to do is learn the tools of how to sleep, how to hydrate, how to eat, how to stay emotionally balanced. Here's access to counselors. Here's access to some really good nutritional products in the grocery store you may not know about. Here's some great restaurants you can go to. Here's how you make choices when you go to the restaurant. Here's what you say to your husband or somebody that can't communicate well. I would have different people. And within that 60-day challenge, there'll be people, counselors. There'd be pastors. There'll be, um, you know, all kind of walks of life, a different career, some stay-at-home mom, some bankers, you know. And so they would share their expertise within it. And it just turned into something amazing. But I realized that it drained me so much. I couldn't run my business. I, I literally... Um, I'm all, I had to go to counseling, seriously, because of it, oh, I can imagine. because I, I couldn't own it all. So I promised my husband, I, the last one I did, that would be the last 60-day challenge in that capacity. I still think there's a huge need to put all those elements together, and that's still kind of what I'm just waiting for. So. Okay. And it, I, I think, you know, it, it seems like you, in doing that, you met a need that probably a lot of people didn't know was something they needed. And, and maybe they had been trying to get healthy or pursuing fitness and you know, they were just going out and running or they were right. going to classes and didn't realize all these other elements. And you didn't set out to provide those no. other elements. I mean, it just happened organically. Yes, no way. I would have never, if you had told me when I moved here, I'd be doing that. There's no way. Because I'm just, that's not my background. That's not what I'm equipped in. But, you know, I've got just as much yuck in my life and crazy in my life as everybody mm -hmm. else. And I realize that I'll tell women this, we're all crazy. And I want to say 
BS crazy because we all are crazy, but everybody's crazy and everybody needs to be able to, you know, be able to share that. I mean, there's, um, there's a couple of really good books that are out, like Brene Brown has her books that I try to, we, we do book clubs and things like that to give them other avenues to kind of share with. I do a lot of different activities instead of my 60-day challenge um, that kind of gives an opportunity to share. And I have a leader and I have a whole group of ladies that are mentors that will mentor the other group of people coming in. Now I have beginner fit camps every every other month where people brand new still come in in a small group and they bond. It's more fitness level. And I do this on a real laid back scale. Um, I give them books to read and I give them counselors names if they need that. Now, whether they seek that out, I don't really get that deep anymore, but I know a lot of them have made contact. But initially people come to me because they want to quote unquote lose weight. And I've really tried to streamline that is that's not what I'm about. If you're wanting to lose weight, you might, but let me help you find a new healthy journey. Let me teach you what the truth about total wellness is instead of coming in here and, you know, trying to, you know, kick your rear end doing a step class or something. Because a lot of people can find success doing that, but it's sometimes temporary, right? So you can lose a lot of weight, but in order to keep it off, it requires a full lifestyle change. Exactly. And most people, for women, I know for sure, they roller coaster up and down. And when they do start, you know, having bad eating habits, they get off track. They totally go back down into the dungeon and I'm trying to figure out now, my biggest mission right now is to figure out how to keep people from going so deep that you can't pull them back up right. anymore. And that's, and I think that there's so many women that do that. And that's my struggle every day is to, I try to keep a check on everybody. I have a two week alert on my phone that reminds me if someone has not walked in that door and I personally text them, call them and go, what's up, you know? And that takes a lot of my time. That right yeah. there takes a lot of my time. So. Talk to me about the the women only aspect of it. Um, there are there are a lot of opportunities for people here if they want to to exercise or take a class. But I, I also understand there's an intimidation factor for a lot Absolutely. of people. If you've never done it and you go into a gym and there's all these muscle bound mm-hmm. guys in, in right. really tight t shirts that and you don't know what to do. So right. why why is that important for you to offer that? Well, I think the word gym. If you tell it to any, most anybody, they kind of cringe at first, unless you're a big bodybuilder kind of guy. And even those guys I found in the past are pretty much, they, they, they're very intimidated by other things. You know, it just depends. Everybody's self-image is sometimes not what you see, you know, but I've worked in, I, work, I ran a goals gym in Lubbock for seven years. I know exactly what that's like to work in the gym gym. I also ran the Falls Athletic Club, which is a really high-end you know, club like the really nice place Verdure that we have. I mean, there's all different elements and everybody's going to find their own place, but I don't think there's a place for women that they can go into and feel comfortable. I mean, I'm 57. I'm in decent shape for being my age and I still don't want to go work out in front of guys. I wouldn't go in the weight room at any club here because I don't want to, I don't want to bend over in front of a guy. I'm just sorry. I don't. It doesn't matter how old I was. And even when I was 20, when I lifted weights, I would take the weights and go into the group fitness room and lift weights. I didn't want to do it around guys. So I know if I felt that way, most women I talked to felt that way. And I think that's why women gravitate towards group fitness or contain classes because most of them are women and they don't have that element, but most people don't know what they're doing. They're intimidated because they compare themselves to everybody else. My facility doesn't have mirrors. So I can advertise no men, no mirrors, no intimidation. And that's really what I try to go by because okay. I don't want any of those three things. But I think women, you know, they can, they can bond more. They don't have to worry about putting on makeup. They don't have to worry about looking, you know, right. And I've got all ages that come, but everybody, I don't know any woman that doesn't like to work out without just women. So talk to me about the, the health of Amarillo 
is Amarillo, is the Texas Panhandle, is is Texas even? I mean, is it getting healthier? I know we often don't rank very high on well defined the, health, the healthy states. You know the the obesity rates in certain states. You know Amarillo <laughs> is usually or Texas is usually on the lower end. No, um, healthy is that word. It depends on how you describe it. I can have a woman come in and go, and I'll go, what are your eating habits like? She goes, well, I eat pretty healthy, and I was like, well, tell me a little bit about what healthy is to you. Yeah, well, I eat chicken salad and I have, um, you know, I don't eat fried foods, but I say, okay, well, if you're going down shopping in the grocery store, do you go down the middle aisles a whole lot? You know, do you, you know, do, you do you make shake and bake? Do you use hamburger helper? Oh yeah, but I make it with lean hamburger meat. So, you know, I think a lot of people think they are healthy and they're not healthy. And I, I define healthy as being, having good sleep quality hydration, um, total wellness in your mind and your body. And, you know, you can't change anything until you sleep. So I think, you know, I know every, everyone's sleep habits, people are not getting enough sleep yeah. all over America. So the little bit of questionnaires that I do for women, most women are sleeping four to five hours a night and that there's no way they can function hormonally. Their cortisol levels are spiked and everybody's so driven self-employed people, entrepreneurs, they're the worst because they're staying up late, burning the midnight oil, trying to get their second job going. And they think I've got to work harder to keep up. They really need to go to sleep so they can do better. So that's, what about getting up at four in the morning to go to the gym? If or to they've go gone to bed at seven o'clock, if they've gone to bed at seven o'clock, absolutely. That's what they should do because your cortisol levels are higher in the morning and you should capitalize on that. Those little tips like that, I think people need to know. But as far as being healthy, do I think Emerald is healthy? I don't because compared to like an Austin or something like that, where people are out walking and all the time. I mean, we don't have, you know, a lot of the things that a town like that has, but man, I mean, Amarillo has a ton of potential, ton of potential. But the answer to your question is, I don't think Amarillo's healthy, no. And I know the hospitals are full. I know that there's some wonderful things like Heal the City. They're helping people find, um, find help for health, but people are unhealthy. They don't take, they're, they're not proactive before they, they're going in to get a pill instead of what can you do before that happens. And that's you know? a that's a full on cultural issue. Absolutely. It's not just a you need to go out and walk a little bit more instead right. of just jumping in your car, but it's everything from nutrition right. to sleep. Right. So how do you change that? I just I, like I'm going back and trying to teach them you gotta do this very first step. Like I had a beginner fit camp start this week and my very first conversation was until you guys are sleeping seven hours a week, seven hours a night, don't come to class. When you can do that first then I want you to come work out. So if you didn't sleep seven hours a night before, I don't want you coming because you're not going to be fully rested. And then we talk about, okay, how do you go to sleep? And we go through the very basics of turn your phone off an hour before you go to bed, start dimming your lights, get in a magnesium bath, uh, make sure you're fully hydrated before six so you're not up going to the bathroom all night long. You know, are you going through menopause? Maybe there's a hormonal reason. So we address all the things that could be happening just about sleep. And that takes me a month just to get them to sleep. And then, you know, I'm saying it's got to go through those little channels. For I, me. I feel like maybe driven people, uh, entrepreneurs, but but also just about every woman I know probably needs permission to sleep longer. You're that's very much is true. that correct? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I, otherwise, yeah, you feel well. I've got this to do and this right. to do. I can't. It feels too indulgent right. with everything yes. to do. Is that? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll say that you have to tell your husband, "Hey, you snore." 
I'm going to have to go sleep in another room or either we're going to have to help you get your snoring because I'm not sleeping. Therefore, I'm being grumpy and, you know, I, I need sleep or, you know, or you, I'm gaining 10 pounds because I'm so stressed all the time. My cortisol levels are high and it goes back to I'm not sleeping. And the reason I'm not sleeping is because you're snoring. Let's fix your snoring. <laughs> you know, it might be something like that. But yeah, sometimes it's good for me to say or good for them to say, Susie said I had to do this. So it does give them permission and I'm going to try this. And then they see all the benefits of how they feel and their family sees that their mom's not stressed or they're sleeping better. They're actually going to be more productive. Their brain's not as foggy when they are working, you know? So yeah, permission is a great, great word to describe it. Is, yeah. is it important for a husband and wife to both sort of be on the same page with that sort of stuff? I mean, can a woman be pursuing all these elements of good health and her husband just be, you know, doing his own thing and, and not supporting her in that? I mean, does it need to work from both sides? That's funny. I've seen it both ways. And in our 60 day challenges, I would see more of that because, you know, men would think, oh my gosh, now we got to go on this diet because she's doing this thing. And they would come back and they go, oh, and I would teach them how to cook that was delicious. And I was like, if you cook this way and your husband doesn't like it, something's wrong. Because we're, we're going back and cooking with full fat coconut oil. Most of these ladies have the mindset of what, you know, the food industry preached, you know, 20 years ago about margarine and yeah, skim milk yeah. and, and, you know, putting fructose and everything. And I have to re-educate them on, you know, we're not going to really count as so much calories. We're not going to, you know, go low fat, you know, because you know, I try to teach them about the sugars that are in it. That's the whole other step too that I do with nutrition. So I have them go back and teach them how to cook and how to look in the back of their food labels and see, oh, all this bad stuff is being injected. This is called a processed food. And so how about just getting, you know, your chicken breast and cooking it in coconut oil and throwing some veggies in there. Your husband should like that or pork tenderloin. So when they realize that they're not going to be on a diet, their husbands are a lot more supportive. Sometimes, sadly, husbands don't want their wives to start looking and feeling better because they have a problem with that, which I think is really crazy. Uh, so I ran into all those same things, but yeah, of course it works better when they're both working, you know, the same page. What's funny is a lot of times when their husbands follow the wives on the six a day challenge, the men lose twice as much weight than the women and they get so mad. And uh, I was like, well, you just changed their lives. But a, a lot of husbands' lives have changed because they're following what their wives are doing. The wives are cooking, the wives are grocery shopping, they're you know, they're getting up and going to exercise. So their husbands are going for walks and they're, and now they're able to go hiking together and do things together. So yeah, ideally, yeah, that would be great to have them both on the same page. Just, you know, one more question. Tell me, tell me about someone, one of your clients whose life has, has changed as a result of, of getting healthier or losing a big amount of weight. I mean, you don't have to name names or anything, right. but, but tell me, tell me how that can change somebody. Well, you know, I have a million stories. Um, but, you know, there's been people who have lost a lot of weight, uh, tons of weight and things like that. And of course, that's changed their life. But And like 50 or 60 or I have a lady that's lost 120 pounds, pounds wow. yeah. But um, but she started with the baby steps and sometimes she backslides. But, you know, I don't, I don't even weigh and measure ladies anymore. I stopped doing it because they get so caught up in that. So, in the numbers. Mm -hmm. So I say, if you want to weigh and measure yourself at home, do that. But I have a rule that they can't weigh more than once a month. And I, I'm sure they break that, but I, but, you know, People's lives have changed. I can just give you an example. Let me just pass, you know, a few weeks. I had a lady who fell in a parking lot. She's 65. And her son uh, got her a gift certificate and said, you need to start going to this place. I've heard about it. So she was scared to death, as everybody always is, that doesn't, she's never exercised in her life. Well, especially somebody in, in that generation oh, where yeah. they didn't grow up going to a gym right, or anything. Right, right. 
And so she came in, she started doing a little bit of classes and things like that. It's been, it's been about two months. I'll say two weeks, two months since she fell. And uh, now she is um, doing, she took, uh, uh, we're working on some different dance classes. So she's doing dance classes now. She's riding her bike outside. We did a triathlon this summer and she was mad that she missed the training for the triathlon. Um, she's taken every single class and she texts me all the day. Thank you for saving my life. I thought I was a little old lady. I can't even tell you how many ladies cholesterol numbers have dropped and the doctors are, you know, calling me saying, what are you doing over there? Because I want to know what you're doing. I've got a lot of doctors that send me ladies now. It's wonderful, but I'm just like, I'm trying to educate them before they have to come back to you. Now there's, uh, you know, some of the, some of the things that I get the most emotional about are there's like three ladies this past year that all lost their husbands. And all three have told me that had they not had this, we call it a tribe. I have my own little private Facebook group that nobody sees that we share. Uh, people share things on and they, you know, they give each other a hard time about not being in class or, hey, my uh, husband's got a heart condition. Would you guys pray for me? I mean, it's just an amazing page that people ask for support for or just totally vulnerable. Hey, guys, I want you all to know I had two bags of Cheetos and a pizza last night, but it's not going to get me down. Don't do it. Say no. You know, just fun stuff like that. Our little community page, there's so much shared on there every single day that there's a new story every single day about how their life has changed. But um, they've all become bonded. They've all become their own little tribe. And it's it's almost like a sorority back in college. They they give each other so much support that I never know whose life has changed until I type. Sometimes I'll say, hey, who's got something that they want to share this week that's changed? Like, hey, my blood sugar's down. I'm totally off my diabetes medication. And my, my bone density was up, you know, 10 points. I would have never thought that. I'll never, you know, my, I was, I've got ladies in their 70s and 80s who've already changed their bone density. It's already going back up. When um, curves closed last year, I had about 35 ladies that, I mean, they literally poked their head in the door and were scared to death. And I said, I promise you I'll take care of you. They'd never seen like a TRX, never put a weight in their hand. They were all used to those little hydraulic machines. And I said, if y'all will trust me and just do this for a month, then I promise you, you're going to be a lot stronger for just for a month. Give me a month. So I created a class called Golden Girls for them at 11 o'clock. And they started coming and you would not believe the strength gains. And those ladies, they're in their 70s and 80s. I've got 50 year olds that come in. They go, well, I don't want to go to the Golden Girls classes. That's a bunch of old women. I said, honey, when you come, you're going to see how strong they are. I've got an 85 year old lady that can hold about a two minute plank. And she's like, she'll just talk trash to everybody, you know, That's doing awesome. the plank. Yeah. So it's just amazing. So it's just you know, I get little blessings like that. So all those ladies have a story to share that they're hiking with their grandkids now and, you know, where they, where they couldn't do that before, um, you know, of course, losing the weight. A girl that lost 100 pounds, of course, her whole body changed. She had to get what is a surgery that, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I can't, there's just, God, I mean, I can't even tell you how many, but just all the, all the blood sugars that have dropped, the cholesterol levels that have dropped, the people who can do this triathlon this past summer. I had 44 ladies that had, most of them had never swam. None of them run and none of them had biked outdoors. One lady hadn't ridden a bike ever. Like she got on the bike and she fell off and we picked her back up and she finished. So, wow. so it was 44 of them that did that this year. And it was just, what was the triathlon? The children's miracle network, try to try. And, uh, we did it last summer for the first time and we had like 30 girls trained for it. And then I just barely put it on Facebook those girls bonded so much. We had a meeting, you know, a few while back where they all shared what they got out of it. We had a huge video. There's actually a video on my business Facebook page that showed the whole summer of training where they were barely putting their face in the water. Girls were scared to put their face in the water. They had to swim in that lake. 
And I did the biking and the running part, but I did not do the lake. I'm a chicken. I never got in the lake. And I said, y'all are doing more than I would ever do. So it was amazing. Some of them were swimming on their back on the way, but they made it, you know, and they were so proud. The girl that came in, the very last person, her grandson came and held her hand and jogged in the finish line with her. I mean, it's just, you, you just can't even make that stuff up. It's unbelievable. But we all shared stories about what we got out of it. And they were all just saying that, what support they felt like they had, lifelong friends they met out of it. And, you know, that's just, that's way beyond, you know, an exercise or a gym, you know, that's way beyond that. So, The Amarillo Economic Development Corporation is a champion of business for the High Plains of Texas. As the primary economic development engine of Amarillo, the AEDC is responsible for industry growth and job creation through business attraction and retention initiatives. The mission of the AEDC is to attract businesses to Amarillo which offer highly skilled, highly paid positions, to expand and retain existing local businesses in Amarillo, and to foster a supportive business ecosystem conducive to entrepreneurship. For more information, visit AmarilloEDC.com and be sure to check out the blog there because its Meet the Millennial interview series is really, really good. You can also learn more at AmarilloHelpsYouWin.com or at Inc.com slash Amarillo. We're back with Susie McKee. Susie, this is the part of the show I call Eight Straight. I'm going to ask you eight straight questions, and your job is to give me forthright and honest answers to those questions, okay. if you're cool with that. So first question, describe Amarillo in one sentence. Amarillo is a community-based place a little too far from Dallas because that's where my daughter lives. <laughs> Probably not a common answer that specific, but yeah, that'll, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. What is your favorite healthy restaurant in Amarillo? I didn't really realize there was a healthy restaurant here, but here's what I think. I think that every restaurant has an option that you can choose to eat healthy. Like every restaurant has a chicken available or a side dish of veggies. But my, I have two restaurants that, that I really, I only go to two for me as far as knowing that I'm going to go and everything that in that one order is healthy. And that is Girasol's Square Root Salad. Love it. It has beets and chicken and all that good stuff on there. And she also makes her own dressing. She also makes wonderful scones. So you have to walk out of there before you get there. And then Zimmer's Deli is out downtown, and she also makes wonderful homemade stuff. She makes her own pickles. Those are my two favorite places. What's your favorite local race or local fitness-type competition? Um, I have to say the Children's Miracle Network because I just had so many people this past summer that have done it. And I know Thomas. and, and Try uh, to make a difference out yes. at Lake Tanglewood every Yes, year. sorry, yes. That's just, you know, you know your money's going for a good cause, and it also bonds so many people, and they're just good folks and— and that's yeah. really, that's the triathlon uh, when Barry started that, Barry Lynch, that sort of kicked off a lot of things for a lot of people in Amarillo really? in terms of fitness. I mean, and I would, I would have never done one me. Honestly, I hate to run. I do. Um, I don't like running. I like dancing. So I actually danced across the finish line. If you watch their pictures, it's pretty funny. But to know that all those ladies said they're going to get out of their comfort zone, I decided I would do it too. And it's a sprint. So it's doable. It's not like, 24 miles to run or something yeah, like that. You can that. finish in about an hour, mm -hmm. hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun. It was really fun. So, What does Amarillo have too much of? Um, bad drivers. <laughs> really think so. that's, that's why Amarillo doesn't have a lot of pedestrian traffic or bicyclists <laughs> also. True. Yeah. Uh, what does Amarillo not have enough of? Healthy, fun options to do 
other than just go out to eat for a social life. Actually, I was listening to a podcast you did before when you're talking to Mayor Nelson. I, she was talking about all the, the things. first episode. That, yeah. She was just saying that a lot of industries won't come here because of different reasons, because they don't feel like we have the workforce and stuff like that. Well, man, I would love to be helpful trying to get some places like Top Golf or whatever to come here to have something fun to do outside, you know, or to go do socially than just, hey, you want to go out to eat? I mean, there's really, to me, there's not a whole lot else to do. What is, what is your favorite weekend activity? My favorite weekend activity is really going for a walk and listen to podcasts. That's where really? I have my downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I've a, I'm, I love podcasts. I'm so excited you're doing this. Oh, good. So, yeah, because uh, that's my only way to, like, I, I have to be moving and listening at the same time. I have a really hard time sitting still. And so my body learns better listening to podcasts, and I can always back it up and listen to it again. So, um, I have three or four of my really favorite podcasts that I listen to that are nutritionally and health-based. Some entrepreneurial, and then, of course, I'm going to start listening to this one. So. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Um, what is your favorite place around Amarillo for a long run or a long walk, if that's what you like to do? Um, you know, Paladura is amazing. You know, I have a lot of girls that go out there and bike, and we, we walk the trails. We actually had a big hike planned to do the trail this past uh, about last month or so and it got rained out so that and you know the girl scout trails those are really cool to go over i didn't know those existed until we did the triathlon uh, mindy who led the triathlon for us who's another amazing person that worked with me um she told me about all really cool places that um that are kind of out and that was one of them the flowers bloom out there it's beautiful it's really a surprised. great network of trails yeah um, i was really surprised a lot of runners i think are familiar with that and mountain bikers are familiar with yeah. it but not everybody knows about it. Yeah, I mean, you'll see a lot of people out running past Wildcat Bluff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just go another mile to the west and you get to the right. Pitcher Pump Trails or the Children's Home Trails, you know what they're named now. Uh, it's a really great uh, little network out there. Yeah, I was I was really surprised. So that's where I try to go. You know, some, my husband and I try to go out there sometimes. So, what type of Amarillo weather do you love most? Oh man, I like sun. Just give me all the sun you can. You know, so. Bright like hot summer sun or like springtime? Uh, I really like hot summer sun. I'm from Georgia, so I, you know, I just love the warmth. Okay. Um, then the last question I ask all of my guests, what would you like to endorse? What is something related to the city that you just want to recommend to people? Um, you know, I think that most people don't know about what's available nutritionally to eat as far as shopping. Market Street's done an awesome job of updating their gluten-free, their organic type stuff, as well as natural grocers. So those are two things that I have found when I teach nutrition classes to my ladies. They don't even know, well, if they go shopping, most of them have never even been to natural grocers, but even they don't even know if they are at Market Street all the time. They never have even hit that aisle before to know that what the difference in organic is versus a genetically modified, you know, uh, plan or whatever. And then, you know, if they do need to eat gluten-free, which a lot of people do because they are, you know, that's a whole other podcast, you know, about wheat and gluten. So just trying to find out that, that there are those opportunities there and for those kind of opportunities to increase, people need to go and, you know, you know, utilize them instead of shopping on Amazon or wherever, go to natural grocers, go to market street and, you know, peruse the aisle and see what's there. And those are the, like the little hidden treasures. I think that people go, oh, I had no idea this was even here. And you've been walking around it for, you know, however long you've been shopping. So that's what I would say. All right. Susie McKee, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That concludes another episode of Hey Amarillo. And once again, I want to tell you, thank you for listening. You can find more episodes at heyamarillo.com. 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at Hey Amarillo. If you're just now discovering us, if you've just joined us, uh, dig back through a couple of the episodes in the past. There's some good ones there. And if you like the episode, if you like the show, uh, if you like podcasts in general, just tell a friend about it. Uh, leave a review. Share it on Facebook. Uh, do whatever you can to make sure people know that there is a new podcast in Amarillo about Amarillo people and talking about some of the things that make this a good community. Thank you for listening. I'm Jason Boyette. I'll see you next week.